listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 139, where we will be discussing chapters 7 through 9 of the Red Scrolls of Magic. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. I was waiting for you to say the chapter name, but that's not how we do this. No, there's three of them. I don't have time for that. No. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. It's <laughs> not oh. how this works. <laughs> My gosh, you guys, how has your week been? Or how was your weekend, oh. I guess, is the better question. Oh, did you hear that yawn? Mm. Was it... Did you get a lot of sleep this weekend or no? I actually have. Olivia's been feeling better. She almost slept through the night one night and so we're getting better yeah yep i know that is something to celebrate it really is (laughs) you said lincoln put himself to bed right last night yeah he literally was like come on dad and he just went upstairs and didn't even ask to watch tv or anything was just like ready to go so cool so yeah we're winning this week it's amazing yeah I haven't. I mean, Before? I slept through the night once, but otherwise I haven't slept through the night since I got pregnant with Olivia. So it's been a while. Oh, because I was I had such bad heartburn. And of course, you know, you're peeing all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's been a while since you I've poor slept. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you have to do medication the first? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. That's, that's probably awful. TMI. No. I don't know. No, why. it's just... it's. Totally fine. Yeah. And then at the end, I had gestational diabetes. And then I'd have to get up in the middle of the night and test my blood and stuff when they would trans put me on new. Yeah, it was just everything. No, thanks. Uh Just I remember because Bryn did not sleep through the night until she was like two. Uh Um, Don't know why. Yeah. She would make up at least once a night and just be like, hey, bitch, I'm awake. (laughs) <laughs> her ghost friends were talking to her yes seriously dude for real, like i'm not kidding yes <laughs> like, you know it'd be oh funny go wake up your mom go wake up your mom multiple that'd be funny She's fucking creepy um no but she didn't she yeah she didn't sleep through the night until she was like two and so i remember when she was about three like thinking back and being like oh my god I can't believe that I spent two years of my fucking life not sleeping through the night. And now I'm so far removed from it. Like I, that sounds like torture, (laughs) like actual torture. What's funny is I don't understand how people have kids. My, I don't understand how you, I know. I I don't understand how you do it. I'm older than you. Like what is wrong with me? (laughs) I did it on purpose. No, (laughs) It almost killed me at 21. I don't know how the fuck you did it. Uh, I definitely have more patience than I did when I was 21, but I am far more tired. (laughs) I don't know. I I must have blocked stuff out. Like, I remember Audrey sleeping through the night at four months. And I remember William doing about the same, but like... Lucky bitch. Mm-hmm. My husband remembers him coming home from work and taking care of him a couple nights because he would work night shift or whatever. So maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I just really don't like, I don't yeah. know. It must have been few and far between because it was not ever a big deal. And I'm glad because I am not nice if I don't have sleep. Uh-huh. So. 
I've gotten used to it because Lincoln Lincoln didn't sleep through the night until I stopped breastfeeding him at oh probably fifteen months. So it and then he still yeah. needed us to sit in his room until he was probably two and a half for him to fall asleep. So it's been, you know, we're in the cycle. I'm, you know, I've spent more time in the recliner in that bedroom because Olivia's in Lincoln's old bedroom now so that she's closer Mm -hmm. to us. I think I've spent more time in that recliner than I have my own bed in the last five years, four years. (laughs) Because Lincoln's almost four. (laughs) Dude, I was, I had a moment this week where um, I was telling Amanda earlier today, I, um, I was downstairs in our recliner and I was listening to the book or whatever. And I was kind of just fiddling around on my phone and like an hour passed and I looked and I was like, everybody's upstairs. Like everybody just went to bed and I was down here. And then we played D and D on Sunday and William ate his lunch and then he went upstairs and watched a movie in his room. And so he was just upstairs for like three and a half hours. And I'm just like, they don't like need me anymore. And like, no, I don't quite know no. what to do with that because I've <laughs> <Yeah>. been waiting. <laughs> I was like, make your own cereal. Like we've up leveled parenting. And now I'm just like, I don't. But don't mm. you need something? Yeah. You're like, can I come <laughs> hang with you? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I will share this story. Obviously, you guys know because you were privy to it. Um. But I will share this story because it's so funny. Uh, right before we started recording, um, my daughter went and unloaded the dishwasher. And I was so shocked and impressed that I text the group chat and was like, <laughs> oh, my God, she's do- she's unloading the dishwasher without being asked, which is her job. But I've never not had to ask her. <laughs> like, you always have to remind yeah. her. And I was like so impressed. And I was like, oh my God, proud parenting moment. And then she goes into her room and I, or she goes to go in her room and I hear Jason say, thank you. And I'm like, you motherfucker. I'm like, did you tell her to do that? And he's like, yeah. I was like, motherfucker. I like Robin's I response. Was so, I was so proud. We were on a roller coaster of emotions. Well, because I oh, like I didn't read them as they came through, so it's like I read the first part. I was like, "Ooh, oh, oh, oh!" oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking teenagers, yep. bro. Dude, the struggle is real. Yeah, it's for real. Oh, I can't. I can't. It's too much. Yep. I don't. I. I didn't like. I fuck. I didn't sign up for this much activity for a high schooler. What the fuck? Both of you. Your kids like, are busy. Why can't you be a degenerate like me? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> we're Don't doing you sports just go to practice the mall? six nights a week. Like, we're doing yeah. sports six nights a week. Like, it's a lot. Fucking Mm-mm. wild. Between robotics and fucking theater, because that's my kid. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I, well, because she was talking, she's like, Mom, can I get a job? And I'm like, bitch, you don't have time for a job. <laughs> One, you're too young. But, like, also, you don't have time for a job. Mm-hmm. Like, your extracurriculars are keeping you way busy. Yeah. Like, oh, that's great. That's like yeah. with this book. Can you imagine your 18-year-old going to Paris without you? No. 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 Never. Now. Can I imagine me at 18 going to Paris? Of course. My, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. 
definitely <laughs> different. You're oh, yourself, yeah, not a, not someone's child. <laughs> but also, but also, like, we're cycle breakers and our children mm. are, like, healthy and, you know. Exactly. Weren't forced to grow up at eight years old, so. Well, that's what I was going to say when you were saying your kids are busy, both of you. I'm like, can you imagine how easy our parents had it? The three of us. We didn't Fuck. do anything. Latchkey kid. Yeah. Like, my mom didn't even know where I was until it was dark. <laughs> you call collect and you say, mom, I'm going to Stacy's. And then at some point in the night, you figure out how to get yeah. home. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you try to say it all at once so you don't have to actually pay for it. Yeah. Bob had a baby. It's a boy. Yep. <laughs> Still my favorite Super Bowl commercial of it all time. It really is. I remember, watch, I remember exactly where I was when we watched it for the first time because I thought it was that funny. <laughs> Core memory. Oh, fucking real. Awesome. Real. <laughs> Amanda has something for us, though. I do. almost as good. Thank you for reminding me. In fact, me. it might be better. It's definitely better. <laughs> okay. This is... Ooh. I like the um, handle. I was going to say screen name, and that was not correct. So not <laughs> I was going to say username, so yeah. I don't know. Okay. Do, yeah, you're away message. BRB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. BRB. Pooping. BRB. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> never. No. Never. We would back then we we were of the mind that women or that girls don't poop. Remember? I that? had a We're t-shirt. Like, don't let them know. With a bunny on it and I'm pretty sure it was my mom's, but I wore it to school anyway because that's who I was. And it said, "I don't fart, I poof." Why was I allowed to wear that to school, you guys? I can see your mom wearing that It was shirt. purple, and it had a white bunny on. Why? Why was it even a shirt? Someone thought, you know what would be a great idea? Put this message on a shirt. And then my I mom was like, shirt. I want that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Terry had that custom made. That's fair. <laughs> I had the one we like... said don't wear black, wear animal print, like animals on your shirt. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I've interrupted that. you thrice. That's okay. Nope. I was interrupting your story. Anyway, it had the cats on the front where they were like, and then the backs were like their tails up and you could see their buttholes. <laughs> Why did I wear that? I wore that to school too. I think I know what you, I think you know what I'm talking about. And like, I yeah. remember it. Was it yeah. like but... tie dye too? <laughs> I feel like it would be tie dye. Uh-uh. It marble. was white. Okay. I think it was a white shirt, and then each cat was yeah. like a, there was a tabby cat and a ginger cat, and like, mm-hmm. and I feel like they even it was like a beach motif. I can see that. There was a lot of Billabong at that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it was a lot of like graphic tees, mm-hmm. some with glitter, like big dogs. 90s, yeah. man. Well, and then for a while there, Robin was wearing like a lot of like Taco Bell gear, like Yokiero, the little dog. <laughs> Okay. Or like South Park, South okay. Park. She had like a like a set of like big white t shirts that had these like either like the Taco Bell do- dog on it or, uh, huh. what South Park or whatever. I think you had taken them from your brother. No, no, <laughs> they no. were just yours. <laughs> My dad, brother, and I just bought shirts at the same store. Right. Oh, that's right. Awesome. I forgot. Yes. Because yeah. your, your father failed to understand and comprehend that you might 
want something different for a while. No, there. I didn't. I wanted those. <laughs> <laughs> you it's wanted kind of be that like, aesthetic yeah. has followed me into my adulthood. Is all I have are band yeah. shirts and oh skulls and stuff. God, so. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, oh. good stuff. Yes. Mm. I was at all right. soccer practice and um, I had a Beetlejuice shirt on, which is my jam. And the coach is like, ooh, I bet you like Halloween. Like, that's a cute shirt. I bet, like, and I was like, yeah, that's kind of just my personality all year round. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you could have told from the spring, but yeah. <laughs> I am so glad that my fashion sense from that time did not follow me. Because my fashion sense was shirts that were too small for me. <laughs> and, and pants that... Like, basically, Jankos. Yeah. hmm Yeah. You know what? Which apparently are coming back. God, yeah. no. I heard that. This is homework. Okay? Dig up a picture around fourth or fifth grade, and we'll post it on the Instagram. Homework. Ooh, okay. Oh, shit. Okay. I'll have to Pick find one something. that is your style. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Anyway, I am so what? sorry. We derailed nope. the train. That is okay. We certainly <laughs> did. We really did handle it's a handle guys that's where we were at with this okay I think that's what it's called okay so it is W. Herondale 61 I love it oh I love it okay title is love this just like that they put it in a wave pattern somehow just kidding okay it says let me let me put it the other direction so I don't have to scroll because I think I've made it pretty pretty clear I am blind there we go okay this has to be the best shadow hunter podcast i've listened to like ever i am an og reader started reading these books in 2007 when they came out and i am still so obsessed thank you for bringing this to the world and bringing entertainment to my everyday life love you guys oh love you you. i love it (sighs) oh date Thanks oh for God. taking the time to write that, too. Seriously. I love it when mm-hmm. um, the titles are my um, always my favorite parts. <laughs> this is true. Because it's because, like, you have to it. actually think about it. <laughs> yeah. It takes effort. Yeah. It's not just like expressing it. You have to summarize in a couple of words. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> you guys are the bee's knees. Definitely. But... I think that we've yacked your ear off a little bit. Mm. Yeah, for a lot, a bit, a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> long time. <laughs> so let's cut the chit-chat and kick things off with Robin's recap. Previously on Downworld or Dish. It's the morning after, and Alec is feeling some kind of way about waking up next to the magnificent Magnus Bane. And since he's got to keep up on the GTL, he heads out to swim. When he gets back to the apartment, he walks in on Magnus's manic mind bomb that he's using to sift through some memories to try to spark something about the ones that are MIA. Kind of like what just happened, you know, like you lose your train of thought or what you're talking about, and then your bestie has to start saying random words about subjects you were just talking about so you can get back on track. <laughs> yep. And you're like, chicken, Thursday, 17. And you're like, yes, hot dogs. I was talking about hot dogs. <laughs> that is I'm sorry. That is exactly how we operate. Uh Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your face is red. I love it. This is my favorite thing. Anyway, guys, 
Magnus <sighs> ushers Alec out the door to have some privacy and to like tells him to go see the Parisian sites, which he does in like total nerd fashion. Then he makes a phone call home to Izzy and Jace, and it's not long before Magnus has a breakthrough that leads him to the Paris shadow market. The next part of the book, we get a uh, double pop, uh, uh, <laughs> with the last two chapters switching between Magnus and Alec at the shadow market. It's like a downworld outdoor farmer's market with a few things tipping the line in what could be considered yeah. illegal. Basically, they don't want no shadow hunter cops hanging around, so they decide to split up. Magnus's journey takes him through some cool shops, lightly pushing for information until he meets Johnny Rook, a seedy mundane with a sight. Who tells Magnus what he knows about the cult. Like they're most likely in Venice. And there's like this giant rumor. That they're worshipping Magnus's father. The literal prince of hell. And the information is exchanged for an ointment. That will make his illicit activities easier <laughs> to accomplish. Which is not very pertinent. But I just like the word ointment. So here we go. Yeah. Alec hangs out in the shadows watching his lover. And having some external struggles. Until I said external. But I meant internal. Internal struggles. <laughs> <laughs> until he sees a figure follow Magnus down a back alleyway. He ends up squaring up with a warlock slash fighter who ends up using her teleportation powers to elude him, not before causing a proper ruckus through the market. Alec returns to Magnus, and when Johnny spots him, the conversation ends abruptly. Magnus tells Alex they're on their way to Venice via the extravagant Orient Express. Very nice. Oh my gosh. Um, also, hey, guys, let us know if this three chapters and episode thing is working for you guys. Mm-hmm. We it's, would love your feedback. It's long, so we get it. It mm-hmm. is long. So, yeah, we would like your feedback. Um, but let's kick this off with uh, chapter seven, the Orient Express. Um, so in case you needed more proof that Magnus and I are soulmates, uh, we share the same <laughs> packing strategy, which is to procrastinate and until the day of and then rush around shopping for last minute additions before finally shoving your entire closet into a bag so you're prepared for any occasion at all this gives me anxiety make it stop <laughs> on vacation coming over <laughs> two weeks ahead of time i'm sure my husband would appreciate that yeah but see then I, i'll pull all the shit out of it during that time because i want to wear stuff uh, yeah and like that's a struggle yeah. I can't I can't do it because mm-hmm. I I am also one of those people that like I can't buy something new and then not immediately wear it <laughs> well you have to know how like, it fits I have... <laughs> well and I just want to yeah like I can't I have no willpower when it comes to <laughs> shit like that like no <laughs> delayed gratification who no <laughs> So, tired of Alex's teenage dirtbag luggage situation, Magnus switched out his boyfriend's battered duffel bag for a chic roller suitcase. I love it. <laughs> Which, I I think it's funny because, like, he was basically, like, watching Alec shove clothes into a duffel bag. Like, just kind of, like, all of his faded shit. And he's like, I can't. I can't. I can't. He pulled in Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they arrive at platform nine and three quarters, just as the Orient Express rolls in, uh, steam clouds rolling over the platform or whatever, probably not, but that's like how it is in my head. Yeah, clearly we're going with it for some ungodly reason. Magnus stops Alec from strongmanning the luggage. (laughs) 
And, like, I can't relate because I want to see those muscles work. Yeah. Like, I might even ask him to remove his shirt first. Like, <laughs> don't worry. We get a little bit of a wet t-shirt contest later. Yeah, we wouldn't want to get his duds dirty. Like, yeah. he's got new clothes that Magnus, like, spirited out of the, <laughs> out of the shopping center for him. Can you imagine? Like, he so, doesn't know. He, he can't distinguish with his magic if it's on the rack or on, like, someone's trying it on. Someone's like putting a shirt on and it just disappears. <laughs> I would love that. Head cannon <laughs> from now on. Oh my gosh. So the train is lush and expensive. And they pulled out all the stops for the nostalgia. And it's working on Magnus, who briefly thinks back to a time where such extravagance was commonplace and a certain blonde ban- vampire. Mm. Vampire. <laughs> I always forget she was blonde. Ice cold. Okay. I don't know why. I imagine her looking similar to Alec, like dark hair. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I always picture her in like a Scarlet O'Hara dress, and uh-huh. I have no idea why, but that's what's in my head. Like the red. <laughs> why? I don't know. <laughs> So this trip is about his hot new boyfriend, though, um, with the stamina room, (laughs) in case we forgot. Magnus refocuses as they're led to their luxe sleeper car, uh, more like a suite, which is complete with, like, a sitting room and a private bath and, like, this separate bedroom, which literally my Pinterest dreams come true. Like, ugh. Just traveling through Europe on a train, like, I had to Google it. What could be better? I had to Google it. I had to know how much space they would have and look at pictures. And it is so freaking awesome. (laughs) Highly recommend Googling it. (laughs) So cool. As much as I'm sure Alec appreciates the incredible accommodations, the Orient Express is a big step up from the A train and like everything he's used to in New York. (laughs) He's like, uh, this is a little bit different. <laughs> when you said train, I just assumed. It's not a subway. <laughs> so this point is only driven home when Magnus informs Alec of the dress code for dinner. Uh, quote, this is the Orient Express. You wear a tuxedo. <laughs> okay. I love it. Dude. I mean, don't twist my arm. Uh, so in case you were wondering, their tuxedos are described as like the classic gross, gross grain, gross grain, peak lapels with a two button front. And like, if you're wondering what gross grain, I don't know how to say it. I, I know how to read uh-huh. it. Um, <laughs> if you're wondering what that means, it's a reference to the weave of the fabric, um, like w- the way the wefts go. Um, and it basically just make it's the shiny part. Like, when the lapels are shiny, that's what they're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, like, to be a fly on the wall, like, oh, yes. fuck. Both of these guys in matching tuxedo. I can't. So I into can't. it. So into it. Uh, yeah. Like, Magnus's fucking, like, amethyst uh, cufflinks. Like, uh, get out of here. Well, and Magnus is like, I haven't Literally had a chance leave. to get him... Uh, nice cufflinks, but like he found the perfect bow and arrow motif. Like, right? What could have been better? Yeah, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. Yeah. 
Only someone like Magnus would be like, oh, it's not good enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> whatever. They're not made of pure diamonds. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, sapphire's the exact color of his eyes or something. Yeah. Like, <sighs> <sighs> oh, anyway. So, they're sidetracked on the way to dinner by a rock, rock, raucous. <laughs> Why can't I not talk today? On the way to dinner by a raucous downworlder party at the back, uh, at the bar in the back of the train. <clears throat> Quote, the decor reminded Magnus of a, the speakeasy he'd owned during Prohibition. And yes, please. I really hope that this is one of the Bane Chronicles yes. things because like I need to see Magnus owning a speakeasy. Like yes. I just, yeah, yeah, I yeah. need this Definitely. in my life. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Um, so a drunk go- goblin says something about going to a party, and he's like all drunk. He's like, "Yeah, we're going to the party in Venice, brr." Um, but he clams up like as soon as he sees the narc. He's like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, shit." He's like, "I don't. I'm, I'm old. I don't. I, I'm like seven hundred years old. I, I get confused. I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> like what? <laughs> it's like that one kid that tells the teacher everything. <laughs> Bryn. <laughs> <laughs> My kid doesn't know what secrets are. Mm. Cassie. She's. One time I was like, fine, I will tell you what I'm getting dad for Christmas, but you can't tell him. And, you know, you always end up telling him on accident, whatever. She's like, okay, I won't. So I had made him this Oregon Ducks blanket that he wanted. And so then he, I asked him in person, like, what do you want for Christmas? And he literally said what I made him. And Cassie looks at me like this oh my god she smiles and she looks at andy and i'm just like bro cool thanks cass (laughs) yeah she was probably like 10 but like she was so excited that he was getting what he wanted (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh my gosh oh so not wanting to ruin the vibe um alex like we should probably go like he's he he knows he's cramping the style yeah. like they don't want the cops here and so they head off to dinner but magnus is still peeved that he clearly wasn't invited to whatever party that the group is headed to in venice he's like uh they must have lost my invitation you know what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first time that we've actually seen pushback from the downworlder side i mean aside a little bit in the at the uh shadow market but it wasn't really like it was more like who the fuck is this guy like mm-hmm. uh-huh. less their relationship like you know it was a little bit different situation this is like a party this isn't like a place yeah. of business he's he's uh-huh. not used to guilty by association sort of thing yeah or opposite of guilty Narky. Or like maybe someone's leaving him out because yeah. he's got a boyfriend who's a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, I mean, I get it. Oh no, it's the popo. So their dinner is just as extravagant as everything else. And Magnus even tries to teach Alec how to, quote, enjoy caviar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no for me, dog. You. Yeah. Like, th- this is why I could never have a sugar daddy. Like, the only reason. Clearly, I'm hot <laughs> enough. We all know this. 
my personality fucking flawless. Okay, this is the only reason. I can't do all that bougie rich people shit. Like, I, I don't want to drink expensive champagne that still tastes like ass and, like, eat rare fish eggs. Like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be able to enjoy any of it. Like, I'd be too busy thinking about how wasteful wealth is and, like, yeah, mad at how expensive everything was. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to enjoy myself. I uh-huh. agree. Like, I watch those stupid um, yacht shows. Where they, like, these people mm-hmm. pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to be on this yacht for, like, three days. <sighs> and, of course, they have these extravagant meals. They have a personal chef for just, like, eight people. And they make these, you know, great meals. But the portions are so small. And I am a fat American. Okay? <laughs> and so I always tell Andy, like, in my head, I make my preference sheet. So I know what I would tell them I like. But I would also say, <laughs> please don't give me fancy food. Like, I would like sushi, but I want, like, a lot. Like, I want a platter for myself. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and none of this tasting menu bullshit. No. <laughs> Bring on the the Coors Light, okay? I don't need anything fancy. I don't even need a Stella, okay? <sighs> That's like like I I would never be able to enjoy like being on a private plane. Yeah. One, I'd be like, this is definitely going to fall out of the sky. Definitely. 100% going to crash. And two, like, do you know what you're doing to the fucking environment because you're too bougie to sit on a plane with other people? Like, it would just piss me off. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to enjoy myself. What am I, a Kardashian? <laughs> Dude. Yep. Could not. But I guess this is why I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. It's a That's choice. Why. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. oh my god okay but the views i could get behind the views oh i'm just imagining how beautiful this place is like Mm -hmm. oh i can't travel by train is like one it's on my bucket list Mm -hmm. europe by train is on my bucket list we have robin and i have a friend that just did that his work sent him to europe oh as like a bonus basically and he and his wife took the train and I was just like dude and he's sending all these pictures and I'm like this is the dream bro he doesn't have right? kids so he gets to live a dream I that love my kids dream. <laughs> I love my kids it's not what I meant it's not what I just, meant just like dude <laughs> it's not what I meant yep <laughs> oh my gosh that's my biggest what I hope to be able to do, which who knows if we'll be able to do it, but what I would like to do is after Bryn graduates high school, I would like to take her to Europe. Like that's always been like the big plan is like if we could get her to Europe for a month and you know. So cool. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see where we are in, in four years. We yeah. might, there might not be. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Um, so their dinner conversation quickly turns, uh, to more serious topics, uh, specifically their fathers. <laughs> and Magnus doesn't say anything aloud, but he ponders what it could mean if like the Crimson Hand actually does worship his dad. Like that's not the best look for a resident right. warlock. <laughs> it doesn't bode well. Um, Alex's father is no prince, pun intended. Um, no, Robert Lightwood is kind of a dick with a sketchy past. Like, yeah, he's fair. got his own issues. 
And Magnus hedges around it, uh, but from his own experiences with the Shadowhunter, he really doesn't like Robert. Um, but for Alec, he'll try. He's like... None of us like Robert. And he's thinking in his head, he's like, actually, he's like, I'm being nice, but this guy's kind of a prick. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. He's like, but he raised Alec and Alec is amazing. So like, ooh, uh-huh. whatever. Might as well. I mean, you don't really have a choice, do you? You have right. to just try to play nice. <clears throat> so they enjoy the rest of their dinner. And when the server came to offer dessert, Alec had a taste for something off menu. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've got to read this from the book. People, people. Magnus was about to ask about... uh, Wait. Yeah, no, that's what it says. Magnus was about to ask about the options available when Alec, a small gleam in his eye, gave the man a bright smile. Actually, he said, I think we're going to have some of the champagne waiting in our stateroom. Shall we, Magnus? Magnus had actually frozen with his mouth hanging a little open. He was he was used to two very distinct Alecs, the confident shadow hunter and the shy, uncertain boyfriend. He wasn't sure about the Alec with a gleam in his eye. <laughs> I'm a melted. I'm goo. I'm goo, you guys. Just smooth transition. Yeah. Back in their room, Magnus summoned some champagne and things were getting hot and heavy, finally. In Alec's words, quote, oh, thank the angel. <laughs> it's like, fuck, finally. Yep. <laughs> he he was really trying with his he was hoping his signal would work <laughs> <laughs> he finally does something and then this happens it's just uh. right uh, until fate and a jerky train cock blocked them <laughs> so the mood was only sort of lost Magnus magicked away the mess um, and well he was like should we call someone to to fix, like, to change the sheets or whatever. He's like, we can go on the veranda. And Alex, like, no, he's kind of snapped. And he's like, no, it's it's fine. Like, he doesn't, he clearly does not want to go on the veranda. He doesn't want to just put a towel down? (laughs) Well, there was broken glass. Okay, that's fair. I feel like this is his way of, like, the second check for consent. And I'm into it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. And Alec was like, motherfucker, like, this was my idea. <laughs> we be good. <laughs> so Magnus, like, you know, blue sparks, fixes the mess on the bed. But instead of going back to the bed, he leads Alec to the bathroom. Brown chicken. Wow. Wow. God, I'm glad you got this chapter. Oh, Dude, like, I was, like, trying really hard not to be a whore about it, let's be honest. <laughs> like, it's true. Oh, my God. So, they're, like, making out. But th- and they go into the shower. But, like, I truly don't understand why they got into the shower fully clothed in tuxedos, even though, like, just their shirts were wet from the champagne. But, like, it's hot, so I'm not 
gonna like it's argue <laughs> super hot but i agree it's gotta just be plot right so that they because they wouldn't have had time to i'm worried on. about their shoes and pants and socks like it's just i feel like that would just be very cumbersome very many i just imagined him clothes. like spraying him with water like cool down like you're like it's a you know somebody you're outside playing with the garden hose that's what you imagine you when you're, and I was just like, this is so fucking weird. Why is he doing? And I know that's not what's happening, but that was like the, like that was what was in my head. You know, they're running the two kids the fighting in the yard, and then the neighbor starts spraying you with a hose, sort of thing. Robin, what is wrong with you, dude? I don't know. Robin just, was so distracted hot. Me. Romance. It was right? weird. It was weird. Everything I was apart so from upset when the demons came. I mean, right. apart and from Alec. The- and Magnus didn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> the water just got me, okay? My mind works in awful ways. It, yeah. It always is trying to it keep me awkward. So, I don't know. <laughs> yep. It's fair. So, back in the shower... There's kissing and hand slipping and moans. Oh, my. Uh, But also a silver-eyed peeping Tom in the ceiling. (laughs) I read that as peeing, by the way. And I was like, we don't pee in the shower. (laughs) It's icky. We took a survey at work. People do pee Apparently, in the shower. Apparently, everybody pees More people in the pee in the shower than don't pee in the shower, just so you know. And by the way, this made me think of the Cheshire Cat, which also took me out of the moment. Dude. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my gosh. So, as Magnus... I'm going to read from the book. As Magnus tried to concentrate on fine motor control, he noticed a strange shimmer in the air outside the shower near the ceiling. He felt Alec freeze when he noticed the new, different tension in Magnus's body. Alec followed Magnus's line of sight. A pair of sinister glowing eyes blinked at them through the steam. Not now, Alec whispered against Agne- <laughs> against Magnus's mouth. You have to be kidding me. <laughs> Seriously. We are all Alec. We are all Alec in this <sighs> moment. <laughs> this poor guy. So the Drevic demon lunged for them and Magnus like threw up a magic shield, which gave Alec enough time to launch himself out of the shower and grab the serif blade he'd hidden in the vanity. (laughs) Cause of course he did. Yep. I love it. (sighs) Okay. I have one more little excerpt to read because Alec. So Alec turned to Magnus shirtless in wet trousers lit by starshine and the glow of his serif blade. And Magnus was briefly rendered speechless by pure physical attraction. Alec said, the Drevik won't be alone. Demons, Magnus said bitterly. They do know how to kill the mood. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yep. At least you had time to (laughs) observe and appreciate and like mentally lock that image in. Yeah. Isn't doesn't he like say something about the like the name of the angel too? Or is this, yeah, in this when, part? when he? Yeah, it was a little oh, before that. Right. The 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 serif blade was called Muriel, and he's like <laughs> making a joke about like Muriel. sounds like a piano teacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. So be- before Alec could agree, their window exploded and demons came pouring in. 
and they fought off a few, but they, like, kept coming. So Alec grabbed his bow, and they booked it out of their cabin. And it was, like, eerily silent in the hall, except the sound of, like, tapping on the roof, which sounded like giant demon insect legs. And that's a no for me, dog. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. So they had to get out of there. But if they went toward the front, they'd be leading the demons straight to a train full of Mondays. So So thoughtful. they doubled back. Right? Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's his Alec job or like, something. No, not the Mondays. Take it to the take it to the downworlders. Yeah, they can fight him. So thoughtful. I mean, I get why he did. Like, obviously, they're okay. part of the shadow world. Like, makes sense. But still, yeah. <clears throat> so they came across a werewolf, a werewolf girl, uh, before they hit the bar cart, and demons came busting through the windows at her, and Alec tucked and rolled with the girl. Using his skills with a Z to hack away at the ROM demons. And, like, how far have we come? Because, like, you remember that one of those fuckers took Luke out, right? Uh Mm Uh-huh. City of Ashes. Those things were gnarly. And Alec is, like, fighting off five of them. Like, what? Yeah. You sexy bitch. Wet t-shirt contest and all, man. Mm Mm-hmm. So they kill the baddies, at least for the moment, and the werewolf girl is so thankful to Alec that she's for saving her life that she offers like a carte blanche favor. And I am going to read this. I'm sorry. There's a lot of reading, but they're short. They're short. Leave me alone. So Alec turned his head to look at her. Anything? Gladly, said the girl. What's your name? Alec asked. Juliet. Are you from Paris? Asked Alec. Do you go to the Paris shadow market? Do you know a fairy child called Rose? I am, said the werewolf girl. I do. Is she really a child? I thought it was just a fairy trickiness. It was just fairy trickiness. The next time you see her, said Alec, can you feed her? The werewolf girl blinked, her expression softening. Yes, she said. I can do that. Okay, you want me to swoon? Fucking keep your caviar and do that. Yeah. I can't. I'm like, I, 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 uh, I have not loved Alec more than I do in this moment. I can't even decide what to have for lunch. And he knew right then and there the favor he wanted from a stranger. <laughs> I, right? It was amazing. <laughs> I picked lunch today and I think like Amanda was like really actually like grateful. I really was because it was <laughs> an, it was an amazing option. And I was just like. This was so cool. Like, wow. I didn't have to make this decision. This was awesome. And she didn't even give me a choice. She's just like, should we stop and get sandwiches now or later? And I was just like, you chose lunch. <laughs> you chose lunch. Um, I do. Like, my um, my husband helps, like, old ladies, like, load their groceries in their car and, like, all mm-hmm. that. So it's just, it's the best part. It's, it's the swooniness. Yep. Like, seriously, like... If that is, uh, if, if we could tell straight men one thing, <laughs> be a good fucking person, right? <laughs> Just, but that's where the bar is. Yep. <laughs> Can be you manage it? <laughs> Fuck. Spend X amount of percentage of your day thinking about other people instead of yourself. Yes. Oh my God. I could say you that to imagine? anybody. Anybody, the world honestly. would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 
so Magnus has enough time to summon a shirt for Alec because he's like definitely shirtless right now. <sighs> and the goblin like comes out and he's like, whoa, there's a lot of shadow hunter skin. <laughs> so funny. puts it on and Magnus like feels sad about him putting it on. <laughs> He's like Meow. was really enjoying myself. He really was but he doesn't get to like really stew on that because a giant tentacle reaches into the train car and yoinks him out the window. <laughs> yoinks. Look I have a question here. Yes. And I could be this whole thing got my head in several different directions as I've let you in on my brain. Mm-hmm. Am I correct in believing that Magnus summoned him his wet shirt from the shower floor? No, it was his undershirt, so I don't know. But like, get I a don't dry know shirt. It was like Why a did dry you do that? One. Why did right. you do that? Get a dry shirt. I didn't even think about it. I don't know. So he could see his like, little. And mitt. then he has to put on wet clothes. Put on. I doubt wet it's clothes. wet. I think it's dry. I think it's just a dry undershirt. It can't be wet. I, I feel like it's talked it's about Sandra Claire, so all the clothes could be wet. That's true. She does have a thing about wet clothes. Yeah. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. Yeah. Anyway, I could be wrong, but that's what I got <laughs> out of it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, for some reason, I feel like his shirt is still wet. I agree. And I was like, EY, yeah. though. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to kick off this next chapter, Speed of Fire, with a quote. Because I'm original. (laughs) Creative, if you will. But I had to. Okay. One moment he had been holding Magnus's hand. Now he stood, his hand outstretched towards a window that had become 10,000 tiny jagged shards littering the plush wine-colored carpet. What a Mm. visual, bro. Just standing there and all of a sudden he's gone. What the fuck? So crazy. So Alec reacts in the way shadow hunters do by going straight towards the danger. And but of course inside he's completely terrified because his boo is in danger. Like this is a fear he's never experienced before. He is absolutely terrified. And um of course he's thinking about like everything that he lost in you know the battles that they were just in and you know his obviously we were just talking about Max a couple chapters ago and stuff. So this is really like, I can't lose someone else. Like, he's really desperate yeah. here. Mm. So he sticks his head out of the train and he's like, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> and he sees this demon basically dangling Magnus off the edge of the train like like a Ferris wheel, you know? That's how I feel on Ferris wheels. You're just fucking dangling there, you guys. No. No. Anyway. No. <laughs> I don't like amusement parks like the whole thing freaks me out anyway um so dude i i feel the same like i i like some like i I don't mind some amusement parks but for sure the ones that feel like they're mobile yeah not Mm -hmm. my jam i don't let my kids go to that stuff cassie always tells me way to mom it up and i'm like i am sorry bro but did you see the people putting those together they don't look like they care (laughs) They, they just they have an attitude I, that they don't look like they care. Listen, for me, 
it's the fact that it comes apart and comes back together yeah. again. I want something that's Often. a permanent structure. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I don't um, want Disneyland. someone, I don't want Disney. Billy to yep. forget a fucking bolt. Exactly. Like, <laughs> no. Oh, my bad. It's not like when I accidentally forget to call a customer back. Like, that's my life. <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. No. Your mistake's a lot bigger. Yeah. I'm not saying that they make mistakes. Obviously, you don't hear about it very often, but it still freaks me out. It's my biggest fear. They just never seem to care about anything. They're just like, meh. You know, all of the carnies. That's what you're, they are. You're tall enough. Yeah, exactly. Meh. <laughs> I want there to be strict rules. Like, yeah. in order for me to feel safe, there needs to be strict rules. Preach. Dude, that's why it's like Disney A procedure book for me. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I know that shit's vetted. Exactly. Yeah. You know that they inspect the rides and stuff. That's the kind of thing I'm about. Okay. So that's not happening here. Okay. <laughs> so Alex. This is some loosey goosey exactly. shit. Exactly. It's some demon shit. All right. They don't follow the rule book, not Disney standards. So Alec climbs his way up the side of the train. <laughs> Magnus and he's is dangling like, and he's like, where's my magic moment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the characters didn't use the tunnel. Sorry, anyway. sorry. So Alec is using like the letters on the side of the the train to climb up. And they're not all the way on there all the way because... They're not meant for climbing, so he's struggling a little bit. <laughs> but as soon as he gets up there, there's, like, this tree with tentacles as branches, demon. I literally, like, this is so strange. Okay, so anyway, it's um weird to me that so far we've been reading, what is this, our seventh book, right? And mm-hmm. the only demon that I can remember that has presented like a human was the blue-haired boy. And that seems mm-hmm. weird to me. Seems weird that we don't run into that more often. Like like on the Men in Black movies, you know, when they like zipped up mm-hmm. their alien costumes. I don't know. Seems like you'd want to hide a little bit better. But maybe most demons are stupid. Yeah. So. Okay. There so this Rom, right? That's what we decided it says. Rom demon. Yeah. He's all up on Alec. And so Alec can't reach his weapons, so he uses his guns. <laughs> <laughs> Sally and Jesse. The gun show. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Raphael? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the other muscle. <sighs> and he punches the demon in the eye, in his buggy eye, by the way, because it had creepy eyes. Ooh. And it causes the demon to loosen its grip. So Alec is able to um, use his bow skills and he takes out the demon. He's like, got my bow. Done. So now he's safe, but he has demon poison in his body. So this is frustrating. Like we were just finally getting to the good part and now his body's injured. This is very frustrating Mm. for me. Come on. (laughs) Things were just getting good. So he applies an Arazzi, which um, would only be temporary, of course, but it's enough to get him by for now, like to kind of push through. So he does just that. He pushes through the pain and sets his sights on Magnus, who is still being held up by a smoke octopus demon thing. 
and Alec can't even identify it. Like, I'm having a hard time even picturing this stuff. It's so creative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a few Ravener demons um, come between him and Magnus. Like, he's making his way towards Magnus, and they come in and they block his path. And he makes a mental note about how strange it is to see so many different types of demons working together and decides that they must have been summoned because they typically stay within like their own little pack or their own kind. Mm. So it's like it's like 12th grade in high school. Every all the cliques were just yeah. hanging out together. Yeah, it's not normal. They're working together. Uh-huh. <laughs> like they're all planning senior skip day. Exactly. The populars yeah. don't hang out with the nerds doesn't happen until you get to senior year and then you realize it doesn't really care anymore. it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, or until after high school yeah yeah you're just like i don't even know who you were in high school it's fine <laughs> honestly to be fair after high school you also don't hang out with the people that were popular because they are no longer cool yeah because they peaked. they're annoying <laughs> fair absolutely at least in the early 2000s. Well, that was I look case. back on like Facebook and stuff and some of the popular people are married to some of the people that weren't popular now. And it's just so funny because mm-hmm. like we're all just people, you know, nobody cares about clicks yep. now. It's awesome. I think it's great. <sighs> so, yeah, like I said, I can't even picture this. It's strange. The tentacles like Alec gets... Oh, he starts fighting the demons, and eventually he's able to take out all of them. There's, like, five of them or some shit, and he's just like, boom, boom, boom. My love is over there. Gotta get him. Gotta get him. This is this is a gaggle of Jakes, right? Yeah, I think yes. so. Yeah. Yes. I love you. Amanda, I love you so much. I love the way that you were like, oh, like, you were surprised at, like, where you were. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Magnus gets them all. Or Alec gets them all. I forgot. It's so exciting. I really summarized, obviously, because it was mostly just a fight scene. So that's right. too much it's description. It's not really. Yeah. 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 But I forgot. Yeah. So he takes out all these fucking guys. And then after getting, he finally gets to get a better look at Magnus and, you know, the, the demon that's holding him up. And he realizes that this crazy ass demon, it has these tentacles that are lighting up like on the ends of it. It sounds like a Halloween decoration to me. <laughs> it says that he squints harder to be able to see it better which i think is so funny it's like me in the middle of the night trying to look at my bright phone which is why i'm getting wrinkles in between my eyebrows nowadays literally oh because i'm up with the baby of course anyway (laughs) so apparently squinting in this situation did help him see better and he sees that the light is coming from a pentagram and he's like oh shit that's not good. That could literally take Magnus anywhere. <laughs> so he continues with his one-man show. He lets a couple of arrows go and finally gets this bitch good. Like, gets him in the tentacle that's holding Magnus, and it loosens enough so Magnus can magic his way out of this situation. But um, remember how I said he was, like, hanging over? Yeah, so he basically falls off the side of the train. <laughs> Fuck. He's loose from the demon, but now he's literally loose. (laughs) Oh, no. And I guess, I don't know if he's been using too much magic or if his magic doesn't work that quickly or what, but Alec has to come to his um, rescue. He didn't pick Featherfall. Featherfall. Yeah. (laughs) What is that? Nerd. It's a D&D spell that he didn't stop, clearly. Is that like, 
literally what it sounds like. They just yeah. fall lightly. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I had that. <laughs> we- dude, if, if I had half of the fucking shit my D&D character had, dude, my life would be made. Okay, listen. <laughs> this morning we were watching a PBS show before we went to school. Because like I said, William needs like 30 minutes in the morning. And it's like about... Basically, it's a hero elementary is what it's called. So all the characters have like superpowers or whatever. And he was kind of like, he didn't really want to get in the car for school. So I was like, well, like, why don't we talk about it? Like, what kind of superpower would you want to have or whatever? And he said, stretchy arms. And so then he asked me and I was like flying. And then I thought about it and I was like, no, teleportation would be better than flying. And then I wanted to tell Mm. him I changed my answer. And then I realized he was six and he doesn't care. But then I really was thinking (laughs) about it for a while. That I was like, wait, can I change my answer? Yeah. He doesn't even remember I said that, but I really wanted to like amend my answer. (laughs) I was like, I willed it out into the universe and it was going to come to me. And I was there like, here's your flying thing you asked for. And I'd be like, but I wanted teleportation. Right. You're like, I I don't want to be Peter Pan. Yeah. I want portal meat. Yeah. Exactly. But but then I was like, the caveat to that is I want teleportation if I can take somebody with me. Like, I want to be able to hold hands and teleport other people also. Uh, yeah, like those lights right. that you, if you touch them, they turn on. So if you're touching it and, like, someone touches you, same mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think I'd want to read minds, but not, like, on the movie What Women Want. Like, I want to mm-hmm. be able to control it. Like Reese and... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Or time travel. If if we're talking like a D and D spell, like no, we're talking superpowers. Sort of you have superpowers. Just any I don't know superpower, spells. and you get to pick one. Yeah. I guess invisibility. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Literally, what I thought about is like I could fuck some shit up. Like that's what yeah. I thought about. <laughs> I would like I would be fucking some shit up. <laughs> I want to be in people's heads because I have anxiety. Oh right, mm. then you would just know, know they're not they're mad thinking. at you. Yeah. yeah. Well, because my thing, I was just like, I'm always kind of running late, so it'd be cool just to be able to fly. Like we're always late for school. I could just fly over there or whatever. Then I was like, well, I could just fucking teleport, and then I wouldn't need to deal with flying. Yeah. And then I would be like, okay, you guys, we're going to freaking Paris let's go I'll just take you one and then in my head I was like which one of my family members would I teleport first so then that way the kids didn't have to be by themselves and I really thought about it oh it's like that like how do you cross four people over the river when you only go three times or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) because somebody has to be alone but it's like Uh if I teleport this one first then the kids will be there by then so I have to figure out who I'm going to teleport first Anyway, clearly your kids can be at home for five minutes. So you teleport your husband first and then you start teleporting. And then William and then Audrey. Right. That's what I decided. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that way there's an adult older person. I'm glad we've decided this. I am so sorry. (laughs) Wow. We we really needed to work that out. Yeah. Yeah, This was my 30 minutes. This was my drive to work. This is what I was doing. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. So Magnus is falling off the train and Alec comes to his rescue. (laughs) But um, he must be thinking about literally something that goes through my mind every single day. Do I have to do everything around here, bro? 
<laughs> yes. Yep. Like he just starts falling off and he's just like, gosh, dude, you can't even stand up. I literally just sat down. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Ask your dad. Did you know Seriously. you have two parents in this house? Are you aware of that? <laughs> no. <sighs> so Alex saves him and rolls himself and Magnus up like to the side of the train. Oh, my God, muscles. And um, <laughs> it's just in time for another demon attack again. Fuck. So um, luckily, Alec doesn't have to do anything this time because he's, like, really tired. And the poison is starting to affect him. So Magnus takes out this demon. He's got this. Finally. Alec didn't have to do everything. <laughs> Good. So, um, yeah, his so his Arazzi is starting to wear off. And the demon poison is really starting to, like, get all up in him. He starts to fade, and he also hears a demon approaching. So he's like, fuck. Magnus can't fight this demon by himself and save me. Like, what's going to happen? And so it's the smoke demon, and it attacks, starts to attack. (sighs) But that warlock lady that Alec fought in the alley appears, and she offers to help. And Alec is able to manage, like, he manages to tell Magnus that that's this, like, who the lady is, that he, anyway, like, his experience with the lady um, before he passes out. Mm-hmm. Boom. Crazy. Avenge me. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, it's my turn, which is, means it's the next chapter. And we don't get to figure out how the fight scene ends because we awaken in the aftermath joined in with magnus's pav love and he's fixing up the estate room from all the demon poison while our current favorite black-haired shadow hunter awakens from his fever dreams with an outstretched hand to magnus and i was talking while you were talking you were just saying love is that what you said yeah you correctly yep. okay okay love yeah. it sorry 10 out of 10 so this small gesture, like it's literally like he's like groggy and his hand like reaches out. Mm. Um, it ones that like makes sorry, I said that wrong. But okay, so what I'm trying to say here, guys, is Magnus seeing Alec do that makes him think like, oh, this is probably because you know, Alec has always had someone like loving waiting for him when he's like basically in sick bay. Like there's always like he's had a childhood or whatever. And that pulls back memories of Jim and Will. And oh, um, I know. And he like Magnus kind of like contrasts the 21st century pair bow ties with um, Will and Jim for a little bit. So when he's saying like Magnus or Magnus, Alec always had someone loving for him waking up. He was thinking of Jim and Izzy and Jim. Sorry. <laughs> I said Will and Jim. Jace. And Izzy being there, waiting for him mm-hmm. to get up. And, like, Maris, you know, anyway. It's like you were talking about. But, like, also, like, I appreciate the 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 contrast. But also, Magnus, can you stop pulling a Robin and just think something nice about yourself? <laughs> Seriously. Only someone damaged would really, like, put those <laughs> together. You know what I mean? Like... Only someone that's had a terrible past would be like, man, people must really love him because like, really something <laughs> like the damaged me is just like, yeah, I get that. I'm on Magnus's side. <laughs> oh, I love it. 
love this. <laughs> I love lamp. Uh, no, you just can't just be nice I to love yourself. Lamp. Yeah, you can't be nice to yourself. It's impo- it's literally impossible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Robin did Nobody that at work you. the other day, and a coworker was like, "Whoa." Would you please stop? You're making me uncomfortable, basically. Like, be nice to yourself. You're making me uncomfortable. I was like, you just got to hang out with me How many times? How many times have I told you, Robin, to stop talking about my friend like that? (laughs) She's dumb. She doesn't know what you're saying anyway. Dude, that hand is back. (laughs) It's it's fine. It's fine. (sighs) Okay. Oh, that was good stuff. So, you guys, Will and Jim, I'm going to say the right characters' names this time, I promise. That's what I meant to say. He's thinking about back when he met them and seeing their bond was one of the first instances where he, like, really changed the script in his mind about Nephilim. And he kind of feels those same, like, feelings are mirrored between Jason and Alec. He mm-hmm. can feel the love. Can you feel oh, the love show. tonight? The answer is yes. 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 Yes, Phil Collins, I can. Yeah. So this time, it's Magnus' turn to be the loving comfort for Alec. And in response to his question about how he's feeling, because he's like, how are you doing, honey? Alec is like, well, I've been better, but like I've also been worse, so it's fine. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) That was Elton John, not Phil Collins. I'm sorry, I had to correct myself. I had to double check because I was like, I think that's wrong. I think it's Elton John, and it is. I checked. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I was just Lion King would have been enough for me. Uh huh. Yeah. I, I I I hate to interrupt, but like it would have eaten me alive if I hadn't. Mm. I didn't even hear you say it because I'm just. Tan- I'm not tangenting because it's my script, so it's not a tangent, guys. It's not. <laughs> it is. It is 100% intentional. Okay. I'm I love it. Put this case down because I opened it once already. Okay. Magnus then pulls some, like, magic-looking Star Trek shit and, like, pulls up, like, this blue glow in his hands that goes into his chest cavity, like, and checks his heartbeat. And it just reminds me of the tricorder, like, anyway, he reports that Alec is getting stronger. And he quickly follows up by scolding his bow for not telling him about the poison earlier. And Alec is like, mm, like the octopus demon trying to carry you away was kind of higher on my priority list. And Magnus replies that although he is grateful for saving his life, quote, if it comes to a choice between your life and mine, Alec, remember, I have already lived a very long time. And then um, I'm sorry. No, I know I, but you can't you can't you can't tell someone. Mm-mm. that loves you. you you can't it's just it's a not it's a non-starter just like don't even try let's yeah. not play those games homie. it's a moot point mm-hmm. no <laughs> so after that we get some magnus musings on his eternal life and how the passage of time feels different between his life and those of the mortals he's met magnus could barely remember being young um, but he's also really never been old mm-hmm. and he couldn't understand how it felt to age and the mortals in his life couldn't understand him either. So it's just convoluted. And then there's this quote that kind of ties into what we've discussed before. Like that like internal debate that we've had on like 
what we would do if we were blessed with eternal life and our views on it kind of like again like I was just talking about my superpowers and someone's gonna be like well you said this so make sure you have your answer ready I I need to focus and train like I can't do off the cuff like we're talking about with Alec so this is just a bank in the argument okay so Magnus says cutting himself off from moral (laughs) morals I <laughs> Cutting himself off from mortals would mean severing ties with the world. Life would become a long wait without warmth or connection until his heart died. After a century of loneliness, mm. anyone would go mad. And because to me, I'm Fuck. like, you would just hang out with other like people that don't die. Like just hang out with vampires and shit. Right. I don't know. Uh-huh. And other warlocks. Right? Yeah. But yeah, I guess there are a few and far I between. I mean, I'd also hang out with mortal people, but like. I can't keep a friend for 50 years. I think you can. You have one right below you. Okay, not 50. It hasn't been 50 years. But, like, I really? can keep one friend for that long. <laughs> right, 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 right. right. Yeah. But, like, I couldn't keep, like, a, a slew of friends. Like, uh-huh. 10-year friends. And then I'd move on to a new city. Right, right. I mean, so I think you'd it'd be, be like um, Twilight Vampires. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just gotta keep moving yeah, on. Except keep like, eternally. I wouldn't forget how people eat food. Yeah. So fucking weird. <laughs> so fucking why why is there food on the on the table directly? You guys were all human at one point. You know how food is eaten. Yeah. Don't do that. I don't know. I just told my kids today. Fucking weird. I've already done sixth grade. I don't want to do it again. I'm not Edward Cullen. Exactly. No. Not going back to fucking part. high school. But I should have said that. Honestly, though, God, I would like to go back to high school. High school was so much fun. <laughs> it was fun. But high school was badass. I had so much fun in high school. I mean, not in high school. Like, it was the, high the school age year of high when school. I was that age. The age. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> well, I don't know. Anyway, I guess, I guess hearing Magnus's argument, I could see maybe why you wouldn't want to just hang out with immortal people. Okay. I get it. Not that anybody asked me, but whatever. So Alec breaks Magnus's reverie and they basically have the you hang up first conversation about which of them is going to sacrifice themselves in the next theoretical life or death situation. Okay. (laughs) So cute. Can relate. The conversation gets a little too real, so Alec deflects by changing the subject on, like, basically he's asking the four W's about the demon attack, because he was Mm -hmm. out. And it ends with Magnus stating that it was, like, they must have been specifically aiming at him, like he had a target, because um, the reason why is that they were basically all just taking a trip on the jealousy because of his style and charm. All those demons (laughs) were just jealous of him, so they had to attack him. Not to be distracted by his joke, Alex starts making plans on pulling up the Shadow Hunter equivalent of Volo's Guide to Monsters at the Institute in the New York City Library. <laughs> He's like, I gotta find this out. I'll have Izzy send me pics or whatever. When a voice from the other side of the room says that it was a Rom broodmother and it takes powerful magic to lure it from its lair. And Alec instantly pulls a Clary and like pulls the blankets up <laughs> around himself like when she did that. And it reaches for the serif played with his other. And I was really trying to see if even he was shirtless because I was like, he's going to cover his nips. But it doesn't say. He just. That's what I was thinking, too. Himself. It's like Ron in uh, uh, Go- uh, Goblet of Fire where 
Hermione goes to wake him up and he's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I feel cute. like I'd just be like, oh, shit. What are you doing here? <laughs> well, and that scares the shit out of me. Dude, for real. <clears throat> it's, you guys, it's all right. It's the lovely lady warrior from the last chapter and her name is Shen Yun. Uh, Alec recalls allowed their first meeting in the shadow market but don't worry it's all a big 90s sitcom wacky misunderstanding about who was tacking a who and like where allegiances lied it was fine it was just a misunderstanding so off to the bar to unravel the ball of twine that is their meeting over drinks and when they took their seats at the bar a vampy friend sent them a free bottle of champagne and some finger guns he was like (laughs) And you guys, the next part of this is mainly dialogue. And you know I can't turn down a good excuse for a dramatic scene. So I give you Red Scrolls of Magic Southern Edition. A down world dish production. And um, I wrote the parts and assigned the parts. So Shenyan is going to be played by myself. Magnus will be voiced by the glamorous Kristen. And our dearest Alec declare. will be narrated by the soothing voice of Amanda. Perfection. Okay. And I am expecting accents. So good luck with that. Oh boy. Okay. As much as you can, even if you just do the words more. And I just want a disclaimer okay. on here that this dialogue is done with love and lightheartedness. Okay. Cause like, I really, really wish, like, have you seen that guy on TikTok that does the stuff? I, I don't even <laughs> that know. That one name. guy, that one specific guy. <laughs> He's, um, he has that, I do declare voice. Come on. And I was just like, oh my God, I wish I could be your friend. I need you in my life. I need you. It's like this gay guy. I have to have him. I want to collect him as a friend. I have to have him. Collect him as a person. Yeah, I'm Slughorn. Please be on my shelf. Love it. Anyway. So the scene okay. begins right after the drinks. The champagne is poured. Okay. Ooh. I wish there was like music or something, like an introduction, like an old radio show. I didn't think that downwarders took too kindly to your kin round here. <laughs> They'll be all right with what's considered mine. <laughs> <laughs> let's just hang around the laundry to dry out. No, let's just <laughs> hang the laundry out to dry. Why pray tell word? <laughs> you following Magnus? At the shadow market, dear. I promise you I read this before. I love it. I'm fixing to go after the Crimson Hand. And I heard tell that Magnus over here was their leader. I'm not. He's not. I know that, sweetheart. I just, I heard gossip around the way, Magnus. Seems like everyone's gathered an opinion and got something to say about you. (laughs) That don't make me know, never mind. What? That don't make me know never mind. They're probably just gossiping about my impeccable southern hospitality. Sorry. Need a minute. It's true what they say. Besides, I don't want to believe them rumors about you running around with the Crimson Hand outfit. But one does have to wonder when they hear it so often. What's that leader called? Oh, oh yes. The Great Poison. That could be true. I just can't remember a dangum thing about that. Oh, about that time. My memory seems to fail me, but I do wish I could know. You think those crimson hand boys fussed about in your memories and took them? 
<laughs> they might could have. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to fuss with the running occult. I just, <clears throat> I just want to shut it down and mend the broken fences. Pay back what might be owed to whatever hand I had to do with all this mess. I want my memories back, and I want to know why in the Sam Hill they were t they were taken in the first place. But that's more of my for my own benefit, I reckon. The important thing is to disband that cult. Not to mention they've ruined a romantic vacation with my new beau. One I might add that was off to a very good start. I reckon it was. <laughs> I'm sure you could understand why I might have my reservations. I'm sure you might could understand why we had ours. <laughs> this is my favorite thing that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> okay, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm literally dying. Okay. Once I saw that demon coming after y'all, I knew. The outfit operates shady like an oak tree. The new leader must be out to kill you, Bane. Which could mean that whatever you done made them madder than a wet hen. And now they consider you their enemy. I might have stopped them last night, but they'll come knocking again. Then I guess we're barking up the same tree to stop the crimson hand. I wonder, why are you getting yourself all tied up in this? What did they do to you exactly? They hurt me badly. But the details of what happened don't amount to a hill of beans right now. The Crimson Hand, they've been doing the devil's work, you mind. Sacrificing humans, fairies, and even warlocks alike, all in the name of trying to raise a greater demon. They think that path to righteousness is paved by power. Bless their hearts, they're all the same. Foolish enough to think that some greater demon is gonna spare them once it's been unleashed. You'd think something I created would, wouldn't be so evil. The Crimson Handers are responsible for killing people I loved. If you want me to trust you, you're plumb gonna have to trust me. Right now, all you... <laughs> Don't drink water. This is a bad time to do that. Okay. <laughs> right now, all I need you to know is I'm willing to run all over Hell's Half Acre to track them down and take my revenge. And if you're against them... Well, then we find ourselves on the same side. <laughs> Look at Sam Elliott. <laughs> oh, this is me. Okay. <clears throat> Everyone has their secrets, Alec. And if they're trying to kill me, well, then I'll need, then I'll need all the help I can get. <laughs> I suppose you're right. Enemy of mine is an enemy of my friends and all that. Good. Now let's enjoy our evening. But would you be so kind to fill us in on what your more recent past looks like? I've been hunting down the Crimson Hand, receiving updates from an informant named Morishu. I was closing in on the bastards when they discovered a spy among their ranks and packed up and left faster than a hot knife through butter, abandoned their mansion and went into hiding. <laughs> I was running out of leads, but when I heard you, sorry, but when I heard that the spiral ran the, <laughs> I'm 
<laughs> what was that spiral labyrinth? <laughs> the spiral labyrinth <laughs> giving you an opportunity to stop them. Heavens to Betsy. Do you think <laughs> word got round? That's why they're out to kill you, Magnus? My cooby. I tracked you right down to Paris. Then I decided to make my move when I saw you at the market until I was attacked. Me? Oh, no. no. I was protecting. No, no, it is Amanda. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was protecting Magnus. I reckon you was. And you fight well. So do you. Let's get another bottle and toast our new partnership. Well, on to Venice. And see. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so creative, Robin. I-, I did not read that ahead of time, and I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to warn you, but I was like, I texted you about it twice, so I can't do it a third time. Yeah, <laughs> too much yeah. information. I so good, so good. It's oh, awesome. <laughs> Maybe without all the like dying laughing, but I can't. Yeah. I can't. Okay. Can, okay. can this be how we handle dialogue heavy sections from now right. on? Because <laughs> I think Southern we can do. Right. I was just trying to <laughs> pick. I've you done. Guys, that was I, amazing. We've done Shit's Creek. We've done like a 1920s speakeasy. Like mm-hmm. we just got to think of a different. I was going to be like. Yeah, you did the boxing one, Kristen. Yep. Oh, I was yeah. going to be like, dude, let's play, like, whose line is it anyway? And just send me a genre and I will improv this. That's great. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> okay. During that dialogue mental note, like, there's a mental note during the dialogue from Magnus about Shen Yun's warlock mark. And apparently it's that she has an effectless face. So I guess it looks like she's always coming off of a fresh Botox treatment. Like, <laughs> is that what you guys Amazing. got, too? Yeah, like yeah, she, she has can't... no like inflection in her face. Well, like she can move her eyes, but like her face is like. Mm-hmm. And then it made me so think of strange. the Squid Games doll for some reason. I don't know. Oh. Anyway, yeah. after the toast, Magnus ends resolutely like that. Venice is going to be the right city to get their relationship up to the next level. Like this is his internal like. The Eye of the Tiger music is playing. <laughs> because honestly Alec wasn't all that impressed with Paris the city of love it was all like surface level stuff and Alec is like Venice he has depth which basically <laughs> plays into our Alec is an old lady like vibe we have and I'm here for it so definitely anyway. yes. yeah <clears throat> make sure that you read chapters 10 through 12 for next week's episode <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna try. For behind the scenes content <laughs> and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Down World Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>